things I said. And then we tried really hard to do a SpongeBob impression. Well, I out, don't know how to do SpongeBob. It turns out the SpongeBob is like impossible to impersonate. Only Tom Kenny can do SpongeBob. I'm sure somebody else can do SpongeBob, but I cannot. Like usually, I can like I don't know how to like explain this other than I can like mentally conceptualize how I'm gonna do a voice. Yeah. And I cannot do that with SpongeBob. Like I cannot. No, I, get that. I cannot map out in my brain or like musculature how yeah that's I would exactly what i was saying voice come out of my mouth. when you kept asking me to do it i was like i genuinely cannot conceive of how other voices like when i was doing squidward i was like i know how to do that with my face and mouth yeah. and nose i can i can think about how to do squidward and yeah. then do a squidward yeah, i can think yeah. about how to do patrick and then do a patrick oh i'm gonna do a thing so oh boy look at hannah oh, okay cool yeah smart <laughs> this is this is ideal um, but I cannot think of how to do a this SpongeBob. This is why you're the producer. SpongeBob. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's impossible. Give me your best SpongeBob right now. I, I no, just won't. do it. Just I, do your best. I won't. I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm ready. Again, it sounds like a crone is the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to crone laugh, but I lost it. That was upsetting. <laughs> that was. <laughs> um, that, that was really scary. Yeah, I was actually quite scared <laughs> of that. Guy, give me your best SpongeBob. I'm, it's, it, I'm telling you, it's going to come out as a chrome. Because no, I'm trying to get up into that upper nose register, and, it, and I don't have that again yet. So it's uh, like Aaron, do you have a SpongeBob? Do your best SpongeBob. Um, it's the best day ever. That's also not great. No, but I like that character. I like that one. character, whoever yeah. you just invented. Um, yeah, he was, he was nice and fun. He was nice and fun. Uh, hello and welcome to If It's Gay We Play, the <laughs> podcast where you find us in media res talking about SpongeBob voices. My name is Kai. My pronouns are they, then theirs. My name is Hannah. My pronouns are she, her, hers. Hello. Hi. We're so happy to have you on this wonderful, beautiful holiday weekend. It's we're in. We've Easter. been celebrating. It's been Passover. It's, the Lord's it's been Day. 420. It's been Easter. It's been 420. It was yesterday was 420 here in old Denver, Colorado. In old Denver, Colorado. And let which me is just a, say. is uh, a holiday in Denver. It, which there is to say. are so many fucking high ass white people wandering the streets, being in my way when I'm trying to drive places. Like more so than and, usual, which is uh, already a lot. If we've decriminalized marijuana, we should be releasing people for crimes that they were oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. some crimes. cities have but most I know. have not i know and fucking most and only cities not states are owned yeah. by white people who yes. are making more money from the system that they were already profiting off of so yes. if you uh are going to be smoking some marijuana look for a black indigenous or person of color to own dispensary yes I just want to say that it. if we ever mentioned 420, I, yeah. must, I le legally am required to say that by yeah. my own moral code. But for the jokes part, for the, for funny, the funny part, for the funny part, it was 420 and now it's Easter. So blaze up and then praise up was all I was As opposed to last year where it was. It was 420 and Easter on the same day. Blaze so you blaze, and praise up. Blaze up and praise up. This year's mm -hmm. blaze up, then praise, mm -hmm. praise up. And blaze up we did, Hannah. Do you want to tell our sweet, dear listeners about how high you were last night. I was night. so fucking high. Without, like, no joke. All jokes aside, I was so high. I was too high. It, but, like, I wasn't, like, scared about it. I was just too high. Yeah. And we watched Reefer Madness. The musical, very I believe, good. from 2006 with Alan Cumming and Kristen Bell. 2005. Yes. Yeah, the musical um, movie. It is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and I made for Hannah and I a wonderful uh, vegan spaghetti dinner with salad and bread and chocolate for after. 
Um, it was all it was all very worthwhile. It was very good. I ate so much bread. Yeah, we both between the two of us ate almost a whole loaf of bread, oh, and I was not right. yeah. nearly as high as no. Hannah. Yeah, but it was it was a delightful time. It was. Yeah, I just laid on my side and ate chocolate for a lot of the movie. Which is the correct way to watch a film when you're high, I think, I would argue. Yes, especially a film about weed. It's uh, such a high-quality film, too, ha- truly. High-quality. Something that Hannah kept commenting on is that all of these actors have obviously smoked weed before because they seem to know very well what to do with weed. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody in that movie. Uh, and I was like, it's probably just weed with the THC removed because it's hard to emulate that smoke. And Kai was like, or it's weed with the THC. And everybody in that movie is just so fucking blazed Which the whole time. sounds terrible. I would yeah. hate fucking acting while high. I would hate it so much. It would be a very different movie. It would just be a bunch of people laying on a couch. I, I would watch it if it was still Alan Cumming and Kristen Bell and everyone Trying else. to do SpongeBob impressions. Yeah, he is. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Um, we've, we've made that fucking joke before, too, and I'm so tired of it. Um, Hannah. Yes, Kai. My my good friend Hannah, what is the gayest thing that you have done this week? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm having the worst fucking allergies today. It is yeah, it supposedly was, the pollen apocalypse is happening in in, in more the, world. the southeast, but I think that it's starting to uh, to hit here. I don't know, here. man. I have been fucking feeling it. It is yeah, a, it is brutal. You looked so sad when we were walking towards Aaron's house because Hannah had to fix her underwear. In the yeah, middle first of, the of first of all, I was <laughs> I had to my underwear rode up too high when I put my shorts on. I'm wearing my new white shorts. For They're the very Lord. cute, but you were also just trying. Trying not to let snot. Yeah, I was trying not to let snot like start running out of my nose like a fucking faucet. Yeah, it's awful. No, it's it looked terrible. I have awful seasonal allergies. This year is no exception. If anything, this year is the opposite of an exception. I feel like they're just going to keep getting worse and worse each year as climate change progresses. Yeah, it's a bummer, dude. Let me tell you, my whole face feels like it's on fire. I and I feel like I'm swimming through molasses. It's so bad. I took two Zyrtec. How I feel in the south. Just generally. Yeah, I'm allergic to the South, just mm. conceptually. Um, and I say this not as like a fucking elitist Yankee who's like, bah, the dum-dums in the South. Yeah, don't be a Yankee. I have personal beef with, uh, did you just say damn Yankee? I said, I said, don't be a Yankee. Oh, yeah. I was like, don't you make a damn Yankee joke. I did not joke. make a damn Yankee okay. joke. You were the one who did. You well, thought I it. Fear I them. love baseball. Yeah, <laughs> I love baseball and hate women. Damn Yankees. Jesus. That's that musical. Yeah. Love baseball, hate women. Go on. The entire conceit of that musical is predicated on every woman in that musical, especially the like wife or whatever, being too goddamn stupid to realize like what's going on. Like it's uh the worst. Mm. But the girl, the woman, well, now she's a woman, she's a girl then, who played the like wife in <laughs> uh uh our high school's production of Damn Yankees. Uh-huh. Uh, she and I dated later in life. Oh, yeah. this is a person that I know. Well, no, it isn't. Well, no, I don't know personally, but a person you know that of. I know of yeah. whose name I know. That's cool. It's the only person I've ever dated who I've been taller than. I recall. I know exactly who you're talking about now. That's funny. I had no idea. Um, yep. So, Hannah, you're telling us about the gayest thing you did this week? Yeah. Sorry, I just had that recovered memory. I no, you're fine. Yankees. You're great. Uh, it might have get really high to watch me for badness, but... What the fuck? As usual, I'm like, what the fuck did I do this week? You worked um, a lot. I worked. Uh, 
Tuesday, I worked a little bit, and then we went and bought, you, bought a bunch of frames to frame mm-hmm. our Carol posters, finally. Ah, our gift of the Carol situation. Yeah, you, you may recall if you've been listening episode. to the, since the beginning that uh, a little about a year ago, Kai and I, there's a fire alarm going off. Oh, uh, we're going to die. Yeah, cool. Um, we, we don't have any exits in this room. So no, genuinely. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That one. That's a window that opens. Oh, okay, All right. Cool. That one looks like it opens. We yeah, but I, I can't. That. I don't know if I can. Fit I could through probably this. squeeze through there. Yeah. You could squeeze through there. You're My skinny. shoulders are pretty big. You're skinny. You'd fit through there. All right, maybe. Anyway, so um, if you needed, to, if you were gonna die, you'd find well, a way to. Yeah, fit if through I was there. gonna die, I'd find a way through anywhere. So we bought frames for our Carol posters. <laughs> yeah, uh, if you've been listening from the beginning, you may recall when Kai and I bought each other Carol posters. That were like, different I posters. A, yeah, I bought. I was like, I bought you a present, and they were like, Oh no, I bought you a present. And we both bought each other Carol posters, and they arrived, and they were different. So we finally. Found, it would have been funny if they were the same. We still would have framed them, framed yeah. them both. But we finally went to Goodwill and found some frames that fit them perfectly. Perfectly. Oh, my God. Um, I dropped some cash on frames. Mm-hmm. Um, and we framed some We framed stuff. some stuff. I had a migraine. Mm-hmm. Briefly. Um, Having migraines is gay. I worked. Uh, my lover, Lasagna. Came and visited me at work to get new jewelry for her face. And, and brought you a donut. me a donut, which was very sweet. It was very sweet. We um, ate a lot of dinner this week. I made a lot of dinners for us. I did. We cooked a lot. Yeah. Um, we made brunch this week. We did make brunch this week. Yeah, I guess it was all kind of like low level. I don't have like one thing that low stands out. Low level homosexual. Out. Low level homosexuality. Yeah. Kai, what's the gayest thing that you've done this week? I have one gayest thing I've done this week and one transist thing i've done this oh, week. okay transiest transcendent thing that i've done okay. this week um the gayest thing that i've done this week is um uh i think my life is become the l word okay and uh, let me explain okay. um one of my friends and i expressed mutual attraction for each other but then all of a sudden, her relationship that had previously been non-monogamous had just become monogamous as of that morning. So we sat at a coffee shop and discussed what our boundaries in the future would be and what it was that was going on. And I felt like we were at the planet, and I was Alice, and she was Dana, is what I yeah, felt like. Yeah, except that you had healthy communication and healthy yeah. uh-huh. uh, conversation about boundaries, which is the thing that never fucking happens on the L word. No, but the situation to me felt very L word-esque. Yeah, I was totally. Like, oh, like nouveau, nouveau post L word. Yeah. Like uh, L word, but without... Um, the, as, the as one of the yeah, <laughs> as one of the autostraddle articles about the the new the L word reboot was saying like maybe like trans people and people of color will exist in this new world and maybe lesbians will be able to talk about those things without being absolute monsters. Wow, I wish. Holy shit. Yeah. So you having a, a healthy conversation about your relationship and not just secretly making out in a bathroom is what elevates you above yeah, Alice and we Dana. We did not in fact secretly make out in a bathroom, which I think was the correct choice yeah. to do. Though the Stella's bathroom is pretty large and I think you could successfully make out. Yeah, there. I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't either, but I'm saying I think you <laughs> If could. you manage it is single stall. So if you yeah, both exactly. went in there together, which all re- like you like Alice and Dana were in a multi-stall bathroom, mm-hmm. so they like ran into each other in their sexual tension in the bathroom. Quote unquote ran into each yeah, other. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, it would be hard to run into. It would be hard to do that. What I'm saying is, it would be hard to accidentally find yourself in that situation in a single stall bathroom. Yeah, you went in there with the intention of fucking. Sure. No. Totally. So, let's move on to the trans, the transcendental 
thing. Youth. Youth. Welcome Which to is you. Um, it's me. Um, so last night I saw a uh, new play that had a one night only like event, basically, mm-hmm. um, that uh, one of my friends was in that I found out about through her. And it's called Last Stop, a new play by uh, Ayla Sullivan, who wrote this semi-autobiographical play about... Let me read their words specifically, actually. Um, that explores the nature of family, survival, and trans identity through the lens of America, one of America's most overlooked professions, Vietnamese nail technicians. Um, and it was so fucking good, y'all. Like, it's probably one of the best plays that I've ever seen. Um, I love anything by trans artists, but this play featured interactive elements. It featured... Uh, confronting white audience members with not knowing Asian or Asian American performers or actors, which I love. It um, had uh, uh, like like spoken word and like poetry. It had singing. It had free food. It had uh, like I got my nails painted. That was part of the interactivity. Um, and a lot of it was intense because I mean a lot of trans people have very intense lives and well, like yeah. coming out experiences and stories and um, just the uh, intense love and detail that this uh, creator was able to give to their own story, which I mentioned that because it, it might seem to an outside observer that it's obvious that if you're making your own story, you put love and detail in it. But as a person who's done that, it is not obvious by any means. Um, and I just respect them so highly. And this uh, show helped them get into uh, Columbia, which I'm just like so happy for them about. It's it's so fucking cool. Um, oh yeah. If if uh, if this if this creator uh, Ayla Sullivan ever ends up putting out anything else, or you can like look for them at Columbia, see if they publish anything, because they're they're so good they're so fucking good now are they going to columbia for grad school yeah oh, that's okay what cool. i believe yeah yeah i was gonna say how old are they if they're just getting into college but they're they're going to grad school yeah i believe they're going to grad school um and yeah it, it was it's just probably one of the most incredible things i've ever seen with my own two eyes own two eyes uh-huh. own two eyes and i am still uh just thinking about it constantly oh i'm so bummed that i missed it because i had to work yeah it's okay a lot of folks missed it because you know it, it, one night only doesn't really always make it easy for people to come see it but i had time and i really wanted to go see it and i think one of the other most trans elements of that is i was talking to my friend after who uh also identifies outside the binary and i was like well i'm here because legally i'm required to go to any trans related show in denver and um she was like oh yeah the trans council right i voted for that and i was like you voted for me Uh and she was like yes of course who else? Gazuntite. Um, Thank you. So if you are on I, the trans council. I'm allergic to your success. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, boy. Jeez. That's uh, Aaron, by the way. Hi. My pronouns are he, him, his. Hi, He's our producer. And that he's, was a joke. He's our good boy. It was a joke. Um, <laughs> yes, and this Aaron has been has a been joke. Been instrumental <laughs> this in has been success. a new corner called Aaron's Jokes. <laughs> Aaron's Jokes Corner. Um, Aaron's Goofers. Aaron's uh, goofers. Aaron's goofers. Um, 
So yeah, watch Griffin's Amiibo Corner. Yeah, everyone watch Griffin's Amiibo Corner. It's It's very funny. High art, prime comedy. Um, So anyway, that was delightful. Anyway, I was gonna say, if you're on the Trans Council, um, please continue voting me in to be the person who has to see every single trans-related show in Denver. I really like this position, um, and I'm just gonna be spending some time with my family and my friends and uh, the Lord Jesus Christ. Does everything have to be a press conference with you these days? Mm Because everything is an announcement in my life. I'm basically giving TED Talks left and right. <laughs> I was about to say for free, but then I realized TED Talks are free. That's the whole yeah, point. Yeah, that is kind of the whole point. But uh, yeah, I'm not getting paid to do this shit. I'm not getting paid to go see every trans show in Denver. Send me a few bucks so I yeah. can go see more. That'd be tight if you were. <laughs> just kidding. I actually also uh, just got the job that I've been vying for. Oh, for yeah. Months. Oh, yeah. So we now I finally. That's the podcast. Kai is yeah. an employed boy. I am an employed bitch. And now I'm finally going to have money to buy new video games. So I'll start playing new video games. Hell yeah. Love that. And we both can if you buy them. Well, yeah, exactly. Like yeah. everyone can play new video games. I'm going to have a amount of money set aside specifically for that purpose. Hell yeah. Yeah. I got to start doing Postmates or whatever because I need more money. If we get that scooter, you could get on DoorDash. I know. Um, so, Hannah. Yes, Kai. What are you playing this week? Um, I've just been playing Banner Saga 3 Amazing. mostly. Uh, and a Tell lot us of more. Phone Candy Crush and Phone Tetris. Um, I have t- had to put it down for a couple of days because there is, I don't know how far I am in the game. It's like day, I don't know. 18 or something Mm -hmm. and it's like a few hours in uh i made a decision that had consequences that were so legitimately heartbreaking that i immediately quit the game and had to go back to a save file that was 20 minutes prior but it is absolutely worth it to see if i can make that not happen oh my god like i felt like like I've been feeling, partially just because of like brain fog and allergies and stuff, I've been feeling like a little dissociated lately or just like not totally present. And that like woke me up. It like, I felt a physical sensation like deep in my gut. Like I felt like my fucking like stomach just drop when that happened. Like I was like, like shocked. I was shocked and shook. Wow, I I am so nervous to get to this game was It was a lot, dude. Uh, It's really amazing storytelling, and I'll talk about it once I've finished the game and Mm. or once you've played this moment, because I don't don't want to... spoiled. Yeah, I don't want to talk any more about it, because I don't want to spoil a single second of it, because it is is incredibly effective storytelling. It is a fucking well-written story dang dude. the whole thing i was gonna say that just this game but really it's like one story across three games so all three games are very well written um and they do in banner saga 3 are talking a little bit more about like the consequences of like being a woman in this world or like the fact like if you've made choices that lead to alette uh running your party uh alette like like talking a little bit more about the fact that like a woman is leading like the caravan or whatever oh yeah i mean i've been playing banner saga too and there definitely already is discussion about the fact that people are not listening to alette as much because she's she's... both a woman and she's also young Mm -hmm. so people are taking her a lot less seriously than her father even though you know i think she holds all of his knowledge within her totally yeah um and i think she's a better character no, I agree. And I don't I think, think he's that a bad she, character. But I don't think he's a bad character. Her. I think that she's a good leader. Um, yep. And I think that she deserves the position that she may or may yeah. not have been put in by you, the player. But I've been playing Banner Saga too. So 
and that's been yep. good. I've been enjoying that very yep. much. Something that we've been doing recently is asking what we've learned from our media after watching it or listening to it, and I feel like something that I'm currently learning from Banner Saga and what I was learning from like Red Strings Club and Gods Will Be Watching is um, I really need to be better about making a decision that I feel is right and like sticking with it because mm-hmm. that's the way that that game is going to be played, and there's not necessarily such thing as the correct decision, and I think that that's true in you know life also because yes. i can't really reload an old save and be like oh, i really fucked up that choice right huh? you just have to make choices yeah. yeah exactly and um i think that i've been really getting that a lot from the banner saga because i'm playing it and then i'm taking breaks because it gets very uh overwhelming for me mm-hmm. um i wonder if that's an autistic thing actually if mm-hmm. any autistic listeners uh want to reach out and tell me if this is something else that you've experienced with video games uh if it's gay we play at gmail.com or any of our social media at gay gamers um Please tweet at me or send me a message because something that I experience very severely when playing games is I have to make the quote-unquote correct choice or what I view as the correct choice, which results in like the best possible outcome. And if I don't make that choice, I have to reload to make that choice. But Banner Saga 2, at least, doesn't save before each choice like mm-hmm. Banner Saga 1 did. So I'm forced to you just have to, have your to choices, live yeah. with my choices. Just like life. Just like life and also just like Red Strings Club. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if that could be an autistic thing. I, <gasps> Kat, Sorry, Kat. Um, I wonder if that's also just like a severe anxiety thing and that you have a lot of anxiety about that like in your own life of like I have to do this right and I have to do – we got a little um, – a small meow from the cat. Oh, so low pitched. The cat and Luna who is here. She's a big girl. Big girl. We'll She's the same, same cat from last week. Um. Yeah, I mean, it could be OCD, it could be anxiety, it could be a fucking smorgasbord of any of my neurodivergences Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, autism or anything like that. Like, so who knows? But I'm asking autistic listeners specifically because I'm really investigating what things have to do with my autism and what things maybe don't. So I'm very curious. Yeah. Um... So Choices, Banner Saga, the game that we both been playing. That's what you learned. What? Well, do I get to talk about what I learned? Yeah, of course you do. Okay. I was just catching myself back up on what oh, okay. you were talking about. <laughs> um, I feel like I learned, and this, again, I won't go deeper into this, um, not to, I want to say not to trust the game. Ooh, okay, Or like okay. not to fall, I guess more broadly, not to fall into false senses of security just because you think you know what the rules are and i think that is applicable to larger life or maybe like question things more like not even that because that there's no there's no question or critical thinking that could have prevented or i mean there's just a choice that i made and i'm gonna try and make the other choice and see what happens there's only two choices in this moment right um but it's not even about questioning anything because i could have questioned it all day there's no way i could have predicted what Mm. happened wow or maybe I could have, but like that's also a thing to learn is like you can look back and look at all the ways that you could have seen this coming, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter because you really can't blame yourself for not seeing it coming. No, so true. that's definitely something um, is not to like harsh on yourself for like not making the right choice or like not seeing it coming, but also again to like to <sighs> I meant what I said to not fall into a sense of security because you think you know what the rules are. Sure, and I mean, the rules are always changing mm-hmm. in, in life and in uh, games that are done well. Yeah, well, in, in very specific kinds of games, and this is that specific kind of game. That sure. the, the rules 
could change in an instant. Mm -hmm. uh, and you have to just deal with those consequences. Yeah. Um, again, I chose to go back and reload my save from 20 minutes earlier. Um, and that's and, a consequence that you chose to deal with. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose the other choice. And if the same thing or a similar thing happens either way, I am going to go back and make the first choice because it was the sure. choice I wanted to make. Yeah. I just hated the outcome. So I just want to see what the other outcome is. And then if it's roughly the same, I'm going to go back and make yeah. my original choice. Definitely. And I might make my original choice anyway because I, I don't know if I will feel good about making the other choice even though I hated the consequences of the first choice so much. It was still the choice I wanted to make. Well, I can't imagine uh, in, in a choice like that that either of the consequences will necessarily be good. No. But sometimes as a person who has made some difficult choices recently, I would rather make a choice between two options that have bad consequences and take the one that makes me personally feel like I did the best I could or I gave it my all or like I feel good about why I thought to make that choice as mm -hmm. opposed to the other one you know what I mean like like when when deciding to be like vulnerable or not you mm -hmm. know totally like be honest with yourself about yeah. what you're thinking like, I'd rather make the genuine choice and yeah, then that's deal I mean. with the consequences. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like you were saying in life, there's no way to, like, reload the save file and mm -hmm. know what would have happened if you had done that choice differently. No, you exactly. just have to, like, stick to your guns. I really want this cat to come up on this couch. She looks real tempted by it. Come here, little one. Come here. Miss Luna. <gasps> Good yeah. girl. Good yes, job. here she is. Here's our uh, girl. Our, so in our life... Currently, our home is in disrepair. Oh, yeah, house update. Um, a water pipe completely burst open in our house and flooded a lot of the wall and the floor and the foundation and our basement boy's ceiling. And um, our cat is going to have to move out for a while. Yeah, And like I'm going to have to so. move out for a while because I'm very allergic to mold. Yeah. Um, so Hannah's going to be alone because our other roommate is on tour and our other roommate, basement boy, is going to be leaving because he doesn't feel safe staying in the basement. So Hannah's going to yeah. be alone in our spooky old house. With no cat, which is going to no be cat. real bad. We'll see. I might see if I can stay with my lover, Lasagna. I mean, I told you you can stay with me, too. I know. At, uh, the place where your house sitting. And there's also a cat there. Is the yes. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it worked out. This is, is this good podcasting? We're just giving I kind of know. boring updates. Anyway, our house is falling apart and there's some severe water damage. We've been complaining to the housing company for like Years. a year about the leak. Uh, and it's gotten so bad um, that now they have to do some major like thousands of dollars of house repair because they didn't fix take it. care of it when they, they have to it. like tear out some walls and ceilings and floors and what have mm -hmm. you. And it's going to be a whole thing. I don't mind. Um, oh, no, I don't mind too much either. It's just inconvenient because I'm starting the job this week, you know? Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're going to miss our cat is what I'm getting at. Yeah, anyway, Tori's not going to be much. at our house, and it's going to be a big bummer. So if you have a cat that you're willing to let us spend some time with, please write us at ifitsgiveplay@gmail.com yeah. and let us know that you have a cat and you want us to come over and play with your cat. There's a very good cat where Kai is house-sitting. His name is Pippin, and yes. he's a very good boy. He's beautiful and perfect he's in a, every he's, conceivable he's way. He's very fast. He's very fast. And he's black, and he's got he's big black and he's yellow so eyes. He's so handsome. Oh, my God. He's he a handsome a man. very handsome face. Um, so, Hannah... Yes, Kai. Speaking of handsome faces, uh, let's get into our topic this week. Okay. So the cat, I just want everybody to know that Luna has come and settled on my chest. Can you get exactly can you capture some purse? Can you capture some purse? Thank, 
Thank nice. you, Luna. Well Aaron said. said that was very good ASMR last time. So uh, if you just want to play that segment of the podcast on repeat, I don't blame you. Yeah, if you just want to rewind that little segment. I might do that this coming Cat week Purse. when Let's I miss Tori. More. Miss, do you have anything to add? Luna, what's the gayest thing you've done this week? Really, that's fascinating. Luna, what are you playing? Oh, really? Wow. For a second, I thought you were turning this into an ASMR podcast because you were speaking quietly, and then all of a sudden you were like, oh, really? Oh, well, Lord. I was for a minute, so if listeners just want to listen to that, yeah, just that, segment that other segment of cat purrs uh, and me speaking softly. But then she rammed her whole ASMR head voice. into the microphone because yeah, she. Well, that's also ASMR. People rub stuff on microphones yeah. for ASMR. She purposes. was enthusiastic. Um, so I'm gonna uh, draw us back in to the big topic this week. Can you? Are you ready to look at me and talk about that? I'm listening. Okay, it's just Hannah. I'm making, making polite eye contact, eye contact with, the with the cat. I know you are, and I respect and appreciate you for that. But I want to talk to you now. I'm listening. All right, if you say so. I am. Um, I trust you. <laughs> so uh, something that I realized that we've talked about on the podcast before, we skipped a big crew topic this uh, month because yeah. we were talking about Bioware gaming news because that had just come out and that was really big. And I mean, it still is big and important, but here we are. Um, and something that we've been wanting to talk about on Big Queer Topic for a hot minute is like more gender related stuff. Mm-hmm. That is one of the um, fabled lost episodes. Where yes. Hannah and I talked for like 40 minutes about gender feelings. And then Aaron was like, I didn't get any of that. And we both got very sad and Garage frustrated. Garage Band Crash. And, and that's why we save Again. every like 15 minutes yeah. now. Um, we're more responsible with our content now. But we've been wanting to do like a big, a big gender episode for a hot minute. And I can't necessarily promise that this will have any big gender reveals <laughs> or any like... She touched my finger with her wet little snake. That's very good. I am or, listening, I promise. Okay. Well, I can do both things. I can snuggle a cat and I can listen. I know. You I, won't promise that we have any big gender reveals. I can't promise that we'll have any big gender reveals or anything like that, but I can promise that we're going to have some open, honest, and vulnerable discussion mm-hmm. about our experiences with gender. With gender. With gender. With gender. Yes. So, uh, what I, I forget if I said this already, but we like told our coming out stories already, right? Mm-hmm. Um, ad nauseum on the podcast repeatedly a lot. Uh, and I don't think either of us have really talked about our various trans and non-binary umbrella sort of identities, not cis identities. Mm-hmm. So, Hannah, how do you feel today gender wise um that's a good question um as with a lot of days i kind of feel like no thanks no thank you oh my gender no thank you is that is that like the words that you'd use to describe your gender identity yeah i think so till at least today okay a lot of days i'm just like no thanks and i don't know if it's just like i don't feel it or i don't want to deal with it but either way, it's like a, no thank you. Sure. I mean, you identify as gender fluid, right? Uh, yeah. Do you also identify as agender? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like I have a gender. Mm-hmm. It's just like, not, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like I have no gender. Mm-hmm. I just feel like it's sort of a blob. I don't really know. Uh, but no, I would not say I identify as agender. Okay. I feel like I have a gender. And it sometimes feels like strong and less strong, but I don't I don't fully know like what the words are to describe it at this point in time. Sure. 
Um, no pressure to have words to describe any gender identity. That's not how we play things mm-hmm. around here in this in this space. In this this in this, this here home. This here good home. Good Christian home for the Lord. It's the Lord's Day, Easter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, like, I've been thinking about this a lot recently that, like, I don't know, there's just so much that, like, I haven't really thought about or dealt with. And part of it has to do with, like, my pretty severe, like, body dysmorphia and, like, body image issues. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of things of, like, how I feel about parts of my body that I don't know if it's just from, like, shame and disgust and, like, dysmorphic like whatever or if it's from like gender feels you know what I mean like it's really hard for me to separate that sure and I feel like I have to continue to do a lot more work on like my body just like fat phobic like fucking body image severe like body image issues in order to be able to parse that out from like what is gender related and what is like just societal shame related and I know that those are related, but like, no, sure, like what is about like a fear of being fat and ugly and what is about a fear of or like a, a feeling about what feels good and not good in gender? Yeah. I mean, if separating those things feels important to you, that is equally as valid. But those things aren't always necessarily separate. Yeah. It's just hard. I mean, like, again, I mean, I, I guess maybe it doesn't matter, but like it's just really hard to parse out what's coming from where and like how I deal with it, I guess. Sure. Um, like. For instance, wearing crop tops feels gender good, but it feels very body bad. Well, it sounds like you do have an idea of where those two things are coming from. Yes. Yeah. In that specific circumstance, yes. But there's a lot of other things where it doesn't like I I don't especially like my genitals. And I don't know if that's just because I I I have like disgust and shame related to like sex and sexual assault or if if it's you know what i mean like that one's a lot more we're gonna need to put some content warnings in i realize immediately upon your words um and that felt very bad to say out loud i uh believe that i i empathize with your this feels gender good but other thing bad scenario Mm -hmm. because something that's been happening with me recently is uh, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I've started identifying as trans feminine, and that does not trans feminine, and that does not necessarily require or entail you to wear like quote unquote societally traditional quote unquote, feminine things. Mm-hmm. But um, that's something that I'm interested in, and that feels trans feminine good to me. Mm-hmm. So I've been wearing a lot more very powerful feminine outfits recently. Mm-hmm. And some good overalls, some very good very skirts. Good I really skirts. like that skirt you I got recently. It looks so skirt. good on you. I know. I feel really good in it. But I also feel fucking terrified because ever since starting to dress differently, I am realizing very strongly that I really don't pass in either direction, direction um, fully. I put quotes around direction. Yeah. I'm sorry. I realized this. Is no, it's okay. Idea. I think it was conveyed in the tone of yeah, your voice. Um, in, fully successfully because I, I more successfully pass as a man than as a woman at this point, which is um, really fucking funny to me because a lot of people who uh, uh, don't believe in trans identity would think, oh, you can just go back. Right. Mm-hmm. Or like sometimes they think like the changes that you've made are like forever and you fucked up your body or whatever. Um, but now that I'm sometimes trying to pass as a woman for like safety because I want to dress femininely and I don't want to be 
you know, hurt for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm getting way more harassment than ever. And that just totally. has re reminded me of what, uh, being like a, a very feminine teenager used to be mm-hmm. like, cause you know, you just get fucking catcalled and harassed oh, yeah. on the street. But, uh, the new element to that is that I'm getting a lot of very specifically, uh, transphobic, transmisogynist, uh, comments. And, it's hard for me to tell whether stuff like that very good skirt that I look very good in makes me feel good gender wise and scared society shame wise because I put it on and I like fucking think to myself like, Oh, you look like a fucking man in a skirt. That's mm-hmm. disgusting. And I'm like, no, that's transphobic. That's like internalized transphobia. Right. That's not fun. But I'm also thinking that because like I've been told that on a regular right. basis since getting it, you know? Mm. So like, have you been told that on a regular basis since getting it? I have been told that both days that I've worn the skirt since getting it. Mm, gross. Well, yeah, I know. I'm not saying gross. I'm. That's not. No, I know. I, you, it's, it's just kind of fucking how it goes, I guess. Yeah. Because I'm also not trying super hard to pass because I don't ever want to necessarily conform to cisnormative standards of what attractiveness is and can be. Um. But this whole uh, reclaiming femininity thing is real, real new to me. Yeah. I don't know about you and how successfully you've ever performed femininity, but I have never done it in a way that's felt as genuine or vulnerable as now. It's interesting because that's, I guess, a similar example is like the difference in how I am treated just based on like the shorts that I wear. Like right now I'm wearing my white shorts for the Lord. Yes. Um, and my underwear that's pulled much too high up. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that happened. I don't know why it's happening. It's, it's just my po- tight. It's my shorts are very tight. Um, Your all butt my looks shorts good. are tight. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I like the way my my butt looks in men's pants because they don't stretch as much. So they just kind of like they are stretched by my big butt, and so it, it really accentuates the big butt. Yes. Um. Which anyway, is an important feature for Hannah's gender. It's my butt is very good. And yes. most days I love my butt. There are days when like my fat phobia, like when I'm looking in the mirror when I'm naked, I I hate doing that. Can I tell you, every single day I've ever known you, I've loved your butt. Thank you, Kai. Yeah, it's you're a welcome. very good butt. I uh I want you to know that I fully support your butt Thank and you. accept it in all of its forms. Thank you. Tabletop Potluck is a diverse actual play podcast showcasing the wide world of pen and paper role-playing games. Whether you're an experienced player or a newbie, you're welcome to sit at our table and see what we've brought to the potluck. Tabletop Potluck is one of our favorite podcasts, and they have previously been guests on our show before, and we just love them very much, and we're very excited that they're in our lives. Um, I think that if you like any sort of like pen and paper role-playing games, or you're gay, or you're both of those things, you should probably check out this podcast. Uh Uh-huh. I wrote a little jingle for them. Tabletop Potluck, it's also a podcast. We think that you'll like it a lot. So, I'm wearing my white shorts for the Lord. Um, From the waist up, I'm wearing just like a sweatshirt and a snapback. I need a haircut very bad. I mean, I look good in snapbacks, but I mostly wear them all the time when I need a haircut very bad. Well, yeah, we all do. Because I have a shaved head, and so when my hair grows out, there's nothing I can do with it. Mm -hmm. I I can't, like, style it in any way. I just have to throw a hat over it. Um, My hair is quite curly and thick. Anyway. Gorgeous. um, But I could be wearing this exact outfit, and, like, nobody, like, would give me a second glance down the street other than be like, well, look at that faggot. 
but <laughs> well we both get that constantly yeah. because no matter what we're that. wearing we both look like huge faggots yeah i haven't gotten that in a long time since I've moved. i mean whether or not people say it yeah. out loud <laughs> well, i'm sure they are thinking it and i have gotten like glances and outright stares and what have you some sure. days more than others um and i feel like i guess i feel comfortable enough in like my like butch identity and like my masculinity that like it doesn't bother me when i get stares and stuff when i'm dressed like this yeah um, but I could be wearing like short shorts and the exact same thing from the waist up. And I guarantee I would get cat called five times just like between maybe not here cause there's nobody on the street, yeah. but like where we're going to get brunch. Mm-hmm. Like I would get cat called walking from the car to the brewery. Oh no, definitely. Like, That's actually a really good point that you're mm-hmm. making about butchness and masculinity. Cause, uh, I feel a lot of safety in that cause that's mm-hmm. been my primary identity for most of my life. Totally. Um, and now that I've uh, medically transitioned on testosterone, I get far less looks about being butcher masculine. Mm-hmm. I get more looks for being effeminate in that butchness mm-hmm. and masculinity than I do for looking butcher masculine because I, I think I'm passing a lot of the time as just a short man. Yeah, or like a little boy. A little. So you might get looks if you're boy. in like a bar because people will be like, "Which I'm, yeah." What is that little boy doing? And why here? is this 15 year old boy allowed to be in this bar? Surely he is not old enough to drink. And yet I am. And yet you are. And you're, I'm not and a 15 year old boy. 23 year old person. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's definitely uh, shifted. Like as my facial hair has come in more and more, because people use facial hair as like a very strong designator for who is what gender, which mm-hmm. is wild to me that that's such a big signifier. Totally. That's never made any sense. No. Um, but yeah, it's just the, it's, it's like wearing feminine clothes. I haven't, like I used to wear short shorts all the time and I haven't done it in like crop tops and I haven't done it in years. Sure. Partially because I feel like I've gained weight and I feel like I'm fat and I feel like that's disgusting. I don't like agree with that. It's just what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like very severe body dysmorphia and fat phobic internalized internalized things internalized and externalized towards myself like it's it's loud and it's strong and i haven't been able to work through it yet like i've been trying but i it's very strong yeah um it's a big bummer so it's partially that but it's also partially it's not even a safety thing it's just sometimes i just don't want to deal with it no like the different i just don't like nobody likes getting cat called no so i just don't want to deal with like getting wolf whistled and cat called all the way down the fucking street uh and when I wear, like, my butch shorts, which I also like, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Um, or, like, if I'm going to go into, like, a bar or something, like, I, I try not to hang out at places where this would be a huge issue. But if I'm going to go into, like, a bar or something, like, I don't know. The only place I feel really comfortable, like, being femme is at the goth club. Me too. Like, that's the only place I feel, like, safe and comfortable and know that I'm not really going to get treated any differently. Well, safe is actually a word that I use. Not comfortable necessarily, but I would yeah. say safe for me. I feel comfortable personally. Well, yeah, no, I mean, yeah. I feel comfortable oh, there, but I? I'm saying I feel comfortable in other places. The cat abruptly had to go. Being femme in other places, oh. but safe only at Milk Bar. Yeah, totally. Um, should we let the cat out of the room? She appears to want to leave. Mm-hmm. Stand by. <laughs> okay, bye. I love you. She had to go. Um... Which is nice because then I can move my legs, even though that, that was is very, nice. very pleasant. No, that's um, not yeah. you through the day. I feel safe and comfortable at Milk Bar by and large, um, like wearing like femme clothes. Milk sure. Bars are, I'm, we've talked about this before, but if this is one of your first episodes or what have you. We're goth. Milk Bar is a local goth club. Yes. 
and we most go of the week. Uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays. We're off every day of the week, though. Yes. Um, and uh, so yeah, so uh, the only time that I feel unsafe in a bar is when there's a bunch of like what we call tourists in the mm-hmm. scene, bunch of non goths like douche bros who are there, like because I just don't feel safe around them in general. But it feels sure. very much like they are invading my safe space. Oh, definitely. And it really gets to me. Like I've I've left. A night where I otherwise was having fun multiple times because I just get so bummed yeah, out. Yeah, we left presence. together in those yeah. situations. Um, I'm definitely like, as I get older, I care less. Um, and Milk Bars posted official signage that's like dance floor for dancing, not for standing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know and, like, that like respect people. Yeah, if I complain to security, like they usually will. Like I've gotten people kicked out just totally. for like for harassing me. Um. But yeah, it's it's only in this like very specific enclosed space, and like a pride. I say I would say is the other place that I feel safe, like or like comfortable, like walking around with like barely any clothes on. Um, there's also some gay bars in town that I feel safe, queer bars specifically that I feel safe doing that at. But pride actually has become much less of a safe space for me since I was harassed last year at it. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. Will you remind me? Yeah. Um, some guy came up to me and uh, commented on my dick, which was visible, and said, you should get that chopped off. That's nasty. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it some, like... Somebody who was just hanging out in the park who obviously was not participating in Pride. Yeah, it was, like, just some fucking... And we got him... That's right. That's right. And then we yeah. got that guy kicked out. He was just some, like, drunk fucking nasty ass who like wandered yeah that still really didn't make me feel good no though. it's absolutely and that person was not part of the event no definitely so i'm not, not telling you how to feel i'm just saying like it is not pride's fault necessarily that some fucking transphobic asshole wandered in because anybody can no. wander in no that's thing. definitely true and it's gonna be the biggest event. pride ever this year because it's world pride yeah. and world pride is coming through denver yeah, he was literally, he might not even have gone through the gates. He was like a drunk homeless guy who was just stumbling through Civic Center Park at the time. Sure. Um, and then we got security to kick him out. Um, yeah. Which is because it was our, it's our time. It's our time. The park is ours this weekend. Yes. I, mean, um, I have every right to have whatever kind of genitals I want in yes. my, in my homosexual space. Yes. Um, so this is a lot of meandering because I just, I feel very uncomfortable talking about it directly and this is how air signs too and we don't want to talk about a topic directly. We just I feel like we've been being very vulnerable this whole time. Okay. Um, yeah, so uh, it's something where like I really want to wear like short shorts and crop tops this summer but I'm very, very scared too both because the way that I feel like my body looks in those things and it feels fat, it looks fat and disgusting in my mind. Um, but also like I just don't want to deal with getting harassed. And that's, I guess that's less of a fear thing and more of just like a inconvenience thing. Yeah. And there was also like, especially in college, like there was this, this whole thing where like, I just w- didn't want to deal with like wearing a skirt or I've never particularly liked skirt or dress, skirts or dresses, but I didn't really want to explore that or whatever because I just didn't want it to be a thing. Like sometimes I just don't want it to be a thing. You know what I mean? Like I know you're I, an air sign. You yeah. don't want anything to be a thing. If I dress a certain way all the time and then I dress a different way, like it's going to be a thing and I don't want it to be a thing. Yeah. I'm now in an environment, like a work environment and life environment where it wouldn't really be a thing. It would just be like a, hey, you look nice yeah, or whatever. I, mean, I never came out to Soul Tribe as trans feminine and I've just started showing up to Soul Tribe in some very powerful feminine outfits and literally nobody has said fucking anything to no, me or treated like, me any tell differently. You, you look nice. Yeah. Um, we have one of our tattoo artists who's playing a lot with his gender identity. I don't know how deep this goes, but he's been wearing a lot of very femme outfits and like lipstick and nail polish and stuff. 
And he's before that was Sorry. mostly wearing like uh, very like masculine or like butch things for like most of the time I knew him. And this mm-hmm. is very recent. It's very cool. Um, so what I'm saying is I work in a space where like I would feel very space, safe. Yeah. Like I can I can arrive to work in this outfit one day and like short shorts and a crop top the next day. Mm-hmm. And it won't be like a whoa, Hannah's <laughs> wearing femme clothes, which I've been through. Maybe that's part of it is that I've been through environments in my life, like in college, for instance, where like if I wore you know, this outfit one day and like a femme outfit the next day, everybody would be like, whoa, that's crazy. You look like a girl. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. With every fiber of my being, when you said that, I was angry about that on your yeah. behalf. Yeah. That sucks. Yes. Um, oh. Yeah, Luna knows it sucks. Luna knows it sucks. Um, you just made a little... Yeah. Classic, classic cat reaction. Mm-hmm. Cats hate uh, transphobia and... Uh, misogyny you know actually i want to i want to add to um some of our college experiences because we did not go to the most queer supportive school (laughs) uh, or the most queer supportive um uh major even no Um, which is weird because we were theater well you were a gender and women's studies major yeah but but i went in as a theater major and had to drop it eventually and i was a theater major and uh, uh that's how we met which should it is it should be a very queer supportive department, but for like the first ye- couple years I was in the department, I was the only queer out open, queer person, like openly yeah. queer sapphic person. And yeah. one of the like two only out queer people in the department. And Hannah was like the only other out queer person that I knew for my first year of going to uh, our school. And um, it's to you. We can name it. Fuck the, that well, place. the general studies department was very supportive there and yeah. always has been. But I remember when I first started, um, the creative writing department doesn't give a shit. No, they do. literally don't. When I first started They're medically transitioning, fucking wood nymphs. Anyway, when you started medically transitioning, when I first started medically transitioning, it was when I was still in university. Um, at university. I don't know why you're being like this <laughs> to me. Sorry. I use that I'm all the time with humor. Um, I'll stop. Um, and don't deflect my vulnerability with humor. Deflect your own. Leave me to mine. Okay. Um, and uh, I just very distinctly remember, you know that form of cis quote unquote allyship, which allyship is a hoax. Accomplices are all we need, not allies. Fuck you. Um, I like accomplices because that sounds like we're committing a heist. We are. There's zines about it. You should read them. They're very a good. A gender heist. Um, I would love we're going to gonna conf- boost the gender. I just told you not to interrupt to my vulnerability with your... You interrupt <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, fine. It's fine. Um, I uh, very distinctly remember, uh, you know, uh, the effects of medical transition, especially if you're doing it on testosterone pretty quickly become obvious because uh, folks who take testosterone, it happens really quickly. Folks who are taking estrogen, it's a lot slower of a process. But testosterone, wham, bam. Thank you, man. Thank You've you, man. got a lot of facial hair and uh, <laughs> a lot of muscles all of a sudden and your face totally shifts in, in shape and everything like that. Um, <laughs> that's funny. Um, and uh, I, I remember very distinctly getting... A lot of, oh my God, uh, Kai, you look so good. Like, you look so good. Are you going to change your name? This was before I changed my name, and then I did change my name. Um, Like, what's what's next for you? You look so good. And then hearing that people were talking shit behind my back about um, how difficult it was, not just for me, but from other people, to use my pronouns. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, Um, we had a... Have we told this story in the podcast? No, we haven't. But this is not the only story that I'm thinking of, because this happened a lot. Yeah, but there was one story in particular 
that we were at this going away party for this professor that we hated. I also got was, sexually harassed by that professor yeah, at that party. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and we were there and we went to the, everybody hated that guy, but we went because there was free food and booze. Yeah. Well, this was at a time when we really needed free food and booze. Uh-huh. And they got specific vegan, vegan items for Kai and I, and so we felt obligated to go. It was very nice. And I'm them. standing at this table with erstwhile gets to the podcast, Addie. Hi, Addie. Hi, Charles, Addie's partner. <laughs> and this kid, Mitch, comes up to me and he's trying to bitch to me about how hard it is to use Kai's pronouns. Which, like, is it? First of all, it's no. Kai. Second of all, of all the people in that room, you could have chosen to bitch to Kai's pronouns about, you chose Kai's best friend. And also, uh, you chose the person who has the maybe the least tolerance for bullshit. Out Especially of heterosexual cisgender yeah, bullshit. For, out of any alum in that room. Or maybe any person in that room, certainly any of the alums in that room, yeah. of which there were like four, because it was like, hey, Addie, do you want to go to this? Not really, but there's free booze. Okay. Hey, Cheyenne, do you want to go to this? Not really, but there's free booze. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much the whole story. We made a lot about that, but ugh, fuck me. Go back to your story. I'm I so was sorry. I was just saying. I that thought that story I, had an end, and it really no, doesn't. It it's just that um, it happened. It, the, a lot of bad things happened at that event. Um, but like, uh, you know, a lot of people were complaining behind my back about my pronouns, and I imagine I was not told the worst of what was being. Oh, said. I'm sure. Um, people talk about behind your back about fucking everything in that department sure. like you told me some of the worst was being said about me which yeah. i wish you hadn't but i sure wish i hadn't either that's <laughs> actually one of ago. my biggest regrets in our friendship it was a long time ago um but uh it, transitioning in that environment was very hard and did not feel very supportive so i'm very thankful that i fled to the gender women's studies department where trans folks slightly marginally more welcome um yeah. at least i fell into like a really gr- good group of people in that place but uh, there were, which is not to say that I dislike the DU Department of Theater. There were a lot of people that really meant a lot to me and a lot of professors who were incredibly supportive. It's just the overall environment was not. Yeah, very um, toxic social culture. But I, I guess thinking about that kind of first aspect of my transition, even though I had fought really hard against seeing my transition as a linear thing, especially because I first came out as trans when I was 17 and I thought that you could only trans in one way or the other, <laughs> you know? You can trans to the left. You can trans to the right. Yeah. Cha-cha now, y'all. That's that's what I thought. Um, and then I came out again as genderqueer when I was like 20 or something. Um, or maybe 19. I think 19. Um, later. Later. Uh, a couple years later. And I was like, ah, transition doesn't have to be linear. I don't have to go in any direction. But I was convinced that because of the fact that I felt like I wanted to be on testosterone and was considering top surgery, I had to be trans in that direction. And I had to present a certain way and like do certain things in order to make that transition be acceptable. And this was a lot of like subconscious thought and um, internalized socialization and transphobia that I hadn't fully understood or fought through. Because despite of all of that, I have always acted very effeminate and have feminine speaking mannerisms Faggy. and habits. Faggy, one someone call it. Say. It's delightful. Um, it is one of my favorite things about you. As is well how faggy as like, you are. thank you. As well as like very, very femme in a lot of ways. And I've always loved things like that and never felt like I had the right body to be femme because I always wanted a more masculinized body in order to be femme. I don't fully claim to understand why. No, it just it is. Doesn't, it doesn't matter, but like... Um, don't gots to understand. You just no, that's to true. It. But like uh, now that I have 
that base and that weird socialization of linear transitioning even further unlearned, like being in this next period has been engaging, frightening, delightful, very sexy, very powerfully sexy. sexy. There have been a lot of very sexy looks, aesthetics, Mm -hmm. makeups, Mm -hmm. and events that have happened to me since. Yes, Um, sexy events happening to you. Yes, happening with me, with my direct involvement. But like that, uh, yeah, I I don't know. That's that's sort of what's going on for me gender-wise right now, I think, because there's similar to you. I want to go back to that like just not wanting to deal with it thing. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of fucking days where I'm like, I really can't deal with bringing myself full force into the world right now. Like, I cannot deal with the street harassment and I cannot deal with individual people coming up to me and saying things that are just, why would you waste your time coming up to somebody and saying that, you know? Like, when you can just not. Um, And that just makes me very tired. And I'm just very tired. Yeah, totally. some days I uh, pass less, some days I pass more, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Thank you for sharing that, Kai. Yeah, thank you for sharing yours, Hannah. Gender I, is dumb. Gender is dumb. Gen, the gender binary is dumb. Yeah. Something that I think, uh, I have written journal entries about it, but I haven't said it out loud, is that part of the reason I've been so resistant to identify as trans is because I just don't want to deal with it. It's like, a lot, dude. I'm like, I just don't want another thing, you know? Like, But I, I do feel like... I'm experimenting with the thought of identifying as trans just because I feel like it it almost feels like a, a boundary or a barrier for me in terms of like really exploring my gender identity. Yeah, is like it is not, a big one. Yeah, is like, I don't know. It almost feels like that's just, I'm, I'm a big person who like sometimes needs words for things and yeah. like words give permission. Yeah. In certain ways or like Definitely. words I say to myself give permission. Well, that's the whole thing. Yeah. Language means things. Oh, absolutely. And like sharing language with others is important. But like yeah. in this kind of thing, it's more about like saying it to myself or writing it down to myself. Definitely. And so I don't I don't think I'm bothered by being called trans. I don't know if I'm like, I don't know. I guess. Like if you're like, are you trans? You're like, I guess. I, I think a part of it, too, is, like, you know, no matter how m- evolved my, like, thoughts and conversations are on it are, it's, like, the fact that I have no desire to change my pronouns or my name other than dropping my last name because mm-hmm. I hate my fucking dad. Um, but I have no desire to change my pronouns. I have no desire to change my name. And I have, no I have like, negative desire to take any sort of hormones. I felt like, like I can't be trans. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I like just I really s- wish that that was not the gatekeeping narrative that a lot of trans people are keeping around because I right. think it sucks for people like you and a lot of our other friends who have to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't, I do. Ugh. I was on hormonal birth control for years and I know that I have no, 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 no desire to take testosterone at all. Um, I don't want anything that comes with it and I don't, I was on hormonal birth control for years and I hated it. Like years, like from ages 18 to like 24, I was on birth control Mm -hmm. and it sucked. Um, And I feel a lot better without it. So I've no, I did the things I liked about birth control. uh, I don't mind getting my period. That doesn't bother me. It's just inconvenient. But um, we're like, I have high testosterone levels because I have PCOS. Yeah. Which some consider to be an intersex condition. Mm -hmm. And maybe I am intersex. I don't know. There's no way for me to know. Like, 
I d- I'm not going to have that conversation with my parents, but I've always suspected yeah. that there sure. are things about me that are not, they're just kind of fucky for b- being AFAB. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so I get like facial hair growth, like yeah. not like extreme, but I get like a couple chin hairs here and yeah, there. Yeah, not like my levels. Yeah, yeah, I don't get like full, but I do, I can grow a pretty robust mustache if it's I let it go. a good looking mustache. I hate it. I don't want it. I don't yeah. want, you know that I want to be a hairless alien. Yes, and you deserve that. I want to keep the hair on my head, which is to say the top of my head and my eyebrows. eyebrows. Oh, the eyebrows. You no, have I very good keep eyebrows. The eyebrows yeah. And the rest of my hair. And I'll keep some pubic hair because I think it would look weird with that. Yeah, I think hair. so too. But the rest of the hair on my body can go. Um, and I have great eyebrows. Yeah, I don't want to lose those no, I in my life. Would never. Uh, Thank they, you. But like my eyebrows go super, super fast, which is also partially because I'm Greek. Like if I just let it go, I'd have a unibrow in like three weeks. Also, um, it would be a very, very nice looking unibrow. Yeah, but I don't want a unibrow. That's fair. I, there's nothing wrong with unibrows. I don't want one. There's nothing wrong with mustaches. Yes. I don't want one. Yeah, not everyone and, has to And have it them. makes me feel, facial hair makes me feel very like gender bad. Yeah. Um, but that was the one thing I liked about hormonal birth control is I got way less facial hair growth. Interesting. Like it did, uh, like I think my testosterone levels have elevated since I don't have, I'm not taking like progesterone and estrogen. Sure. Um, and so my facial hair growth has like come back more, um, which I do. There's, I very, I find it very satisfying to pluck weird chin hairs. Yes, definitely. It might not necessarily, just sorry to interrupt, uh, like hormonally, it might not necessarily be that your testosterone is elevated. It's probably just that your estrogen and progesterone have lowered. Yeah. And testosterone not, is yeah. the stronger hormone. Yeah. Testosterone I've always had. Yeah, exactly. Slightly like elevated. It and then it's not, it's not being like balanced or whatever. Um, not that it needs to be, but you no, know. No, I mean? sorry. I just want to be medically yeah, accurate yeah. when speaking no, about I, hormones because they're important. I appreciate that. Um, so anyway, which say I have no desire at all to take hormones. Yes, which is I have to interrupt. So many fucking trans people do not want to take hormones, cannot take hormones, choose not to take hormones. Like you don't have to take hormones or not take hormones or do anything medical to be trans. Yeah, by I have any fucking means. But that is a societal narrative that we are all fighting against. Absolutely. Yeah. So all of that is a long way to say that I think maybe I am trans, but I I in more the sense of how you described it once to me as transcending gender more than yeah. transitioning. Oh, yeah. Uh, I am, my pronouns are she, her, hers. Like, again, people, the weird thing that people have asked me a lot when I've just told them or come out to them or whatever is like gender fluid. They've been like, are your pronouns changing? I'm like, no, I would have told you. A lot of well-meaning cis people have been like, are your pronouns changing? Your name, like, what's happening to you? I'm like, no, I would have told you. Yeah. I would have been like, I'm gender fluid and I use these pronouns now. Oh, yeah. I mean, people still ask me if my pronouns are changing. And I mean, they kind of are because I'm viewing more of my gender presentations as performative, like similar to drag. Mm -hmm. And when a lot of people are in drag, they want to be a dressed as the pronouns that they are dragging. Totally, yeah. Um, and I'm open to that because that seems fun and flirty, but like I got asked, especially when I first started medically transitioning, are your pronouns he, him, his now all the time? And I was like, no. No, I would have like told fucking you. told you. Like a lot of people assume that when you are outside of the gender binary that you are intending to go right. in a certain direction in the future, but you just don't look enough like that yet. So you can't yet. Yeah. So you're in between, but that's not at all how it is. And yeah, transcending uh, gender is always how I have viewed what trans mm-hmm. to stand for because I think every single trans person transgresses and transcends Ooh, I the love transgressing of gender transgressing well it's a very good Trans- latin prefix dental um youth yeah that um that can mean so many things and because the fact that we often colloquially just use it as the prefix it can stand for any single one mm-hmm. of those things and Absolutely. some trans people view their journey as transitioning and that's great too but like i've 
been moving further and further away from that narrative and been like transcend transgress Mm -hmm. yeah i don't feel like i'm transitioning at all i have no desire to do so i feel like i am transgress attempting to transgress and transcend i've been doing i've been experimenting just in my life with just like more limp-wristed faggotry i know this um which i've really been enjoying yeah you've been using that word a whole lot on this podcast (laughs) this is probably our our record for f words today well yeah but it it describes me it feels good to me it is our words i always actually every time we've recorded this podcast i do have a koozie that hannah gifted me for uh the uh winter holiday season that says faggot in gold letters in gold and a letters. big purple a nice heart. And I that use wasn't it every a critique, day. Right? It's a oh, great, I know. It's a great yeah. Time. I'm just pointing out. No, it's true. <laughs> We've definitely <laughs> broken the previous yeah. record. But faggot is a big part of both of our genders. I think. Oh, actually. absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's obviously hugely reclamative as a person who's been called faggot All a the lot time, in a hateful way in my life. Yeah. Um. Again, not in a long time, but uh, yeah. So like trans transcending and trans. Oh, and a weird thing to me is like. I have been very clear to everyone in my life that I use she, her pronouns. Mm -hmm. And semi-frequently, people that I know, sometimes very well, Mm -hmm. will passively use, like, just in passing use they, them, their pronouns to refer to Mm -hmm. me, which I don't like and I don't want and I wish people would stop doing. And I don't correct them in the moment because I, I... just don't, I don't know, but it feels bad every time that people are, like, not respecting my pronouns. Because that's disrespectful to do for... Anyone. Any person, yeah, and it, it just feels weird that like I have never said I use they them pronouns and I don't use they them pronouns, and I'm bothered by they them pronouns because they don't feel right to me. Well, yeah, because they're gender bad. That's but, like yeah, they're bothered gender by bad. other pronouns. But people just assume that because I'm non-binary, I use they them pronouns. Well, people also partially assume that I imagine because of the fact that you uh, often present a little bit more masculine of center, and yeah, people... or I present kind of like androgynously. Well, yeah, like... but androgynous. Is seen yeah. in our culture Mask as more center. masculine. I presume so that like mask androgynous. Or yeah, whatever. like so that means that people are gonna uh, assume things because you do fit the appearance category that we've associated with what non-binary. Oh yeah, I look means. like I often look like a stereotype of a non-binary. And person. so do I. Yeah. Uh, slightly less so because I'm uh, often visibly disabled and also like. Um, uh, medically transitioning, which is not something that a lot mm-hmm. of non-binary and people you wear, do, like, and I wear a and lot dresses. of femme stuff. Um, and people, when people think non-binary, they think a lesbian, or, they think somebody who dresses like Ellen Page, which yeah. I do. Which you do. Because Ellen Page dresses But you also really use well. she, her, hers pronouns. Yeah, you use she, her, hers pronouns, and I always have. Yeah. Maybe I won't always, but I always have, and I have no desire not to. Well, yeah, exactly. Like, your gender can change whenever the fuck you want it to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would really like to start integrating um, Z, her, hers pronouns mm-hmm. into my life and I've asked a lot of my friends to start doing that because those are my favorite ones and I've always loved them but I've always thought that it was too hard to ask people to do because mm-hmm. people don't know those words already like they do they, them, theirs. So maybe I'll start introducing myself on the podcast as that. Yeah, that would be great and I'm going to keep using the pronouns that I do and people and I'm going to be better. I'm going to make a promise to you and myself that I'm going to be better about correcting people. I can't reach your hand. Uh. Oh, this is, this is, wait. <laughs> the birth of Adam? Yeah. It's, that's a baby. Yeah, this must be really painful for you guys to wait. It's actually it. fine It for feels kind of nice. Yeah, it does. It's a stretch. Yeah, is that, a, is it a stretch? Yeah. Yeah. This is a video. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Ah, it'll be great on the Instagram, though. It will. No, it will. Um... That I'm going to be better about correcting people when they use the wrong pronouns. 
for me because I do it for you. Like, why wouldn't I do it for myself? And well, part yeah, of the exactly. reason I haven't felt like doing it for myself is because I'm like, uh, I don't know. Like, they didn't, I don't want to like seem like, but I don't want them. It doesn't bother me when strangers refer to me as man or he, him in passing. I don't want those pronouns, but that doesn't bother me the well, way they that, don't know you. Yeah. The way that it, it I find it funny. I find it funny it every funny. single time because I you're get, transgressing. Uh, yeah. I get spammed fairly often. I was with Addie at a play uh, in Arvada, which is in the suburbs mm-hmm. the other day. And we were like paying, I was buying us wine and I was paying. And uh, the person serving us the wine was like, enjoy the show. G- girls. It was very funny. Oh, God, I fucking love that. I love uncertainty. And, like, one day I was riding my bike down South Broadway and, like, on the sidewalk because it's a wide sidewalk and no one gives a shit. And uh, I was not – I rode by this guy and I was not even close to hitting him. I was, like, feet away. I was a very respectful distance away. But I rode past him and he didn't like that. He was like, this is a sidewalk, man. Uh, Miss – it was so funny. God, I fucking love that. It's it like the so spam funny. story with the cane yes. in Canada, which getting, we've told. I call it, since then I've called it getting spammed. Which is the, I, I love getting that's spammed. That's such good like uh, language for that, honestly. Yeah. Um, I love getting spammed. Uh, and I, I find it funny and delightful when people refer to me as a nice young boy. Yes. It's so funny too. I will wrap up cause we've been going long, but yeah. this is, we can continue this another time. But what's so the one thing I really find interesting is that when people gender me as a boy, they think I'm a very nice young lad. Yeah. And when they gender me as a girl, they think I'm a bitch. Well, that has to do with fucking reinforcement of silence and quote unquote politeness and respectability of women mm-hmm. in our society. Yeah. They think I'm like a jovial and chill boy. Yeah. But, but if you're a woman, you're those, d- Yeah. Those same mean. qualities in a woman is like I'm yep. brush I'm brusque and brash mm-hmm. and I'm bold and brash and I belong in the trash. Bold and brash and beautiful, baby. 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 Um, I'm sorry that I talked a lot. I was sort of coming out, so No, I know I'm I'm hey, I love you a lot and I'm very happy for you and um Hannah. I love and support your butt. Hannah, if you didn't talk a lot, we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> Fair. I yeah. just was conscious that I felt like I was dominating the conversation, but I also You're Thank important. you for your vulnerability and talking about all of that stuff. Yeah. Thanks, friends. It is important to the two of us Thank you, and to the audience. people listening. Yeah, because it's not like something that I've learned since telling my story publicly is um, it's not like these things are talked about a lot publicly, uh, even though we're really making the movement to like do that. It's still um, uncertainty is something that's not really spoken about a lot of the time, uh, especially in like broad, like, you know, like fucking you hear all about Caitlyn Jenner and she's like, I I know. And we're like, (laughs) she's like, what is she like? I know. She's what? Let's do that. One more again? I knew. What are you saying? I knew. Oh, okay. Is that a Caitlyn Jenner impression? No. It was just oh. the voice that I was doing, and I was repeating the voice because I thought that was the request. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> she she annoys me, so yeah, this is well, why she I sucks. do a mean she's, voice for she's her. She's a big piece of shit. Um, that's one thing that I think is so great. If you want more on this topic, read Laura Jane Grace's autobiography, Tranny. Oh my God, she that encouraged so, me to medically transition. Oh, absolutely. She talks so much about uncertainty and being in yeah. flux and how it it flows back and forth for her. You like know, so does Kate Bornstein. It's, yeah, that's true. They do. Um, the works of Kate Bornstein. And I, Laura Jane Grace's autobiography is very, very good. She's yeah, it's so good. She's so good. She's so good. Um, this has been... If it's gay, we play. Uh, I have been Kai Monahan. And your pronouns. And my pronouns are Z, her, hers. I have been Henny Young. And my pronouns, as always. <laughs>
if people will listen, is, are she her hers? And I have been Aaron Dupuy, the producer, and my pronouns are he, him, his. And our theme song is by the uh, luscious Aaron Dupuy. The luscious. Uh, I was. I yeah. wanted a good. I wanted a good descriptor, <laughs> and I felt like that was appropriate. It is. Our 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 producer is Aaron. He's a luscious boy. A luscious our, boy. Our luscious theme song. <laughs> I don't know that he likes being called luscious. I do. That's oh okay. Nice. He loves it. Great. I can't. I don't have my glasses on, so I it seems like a, it seems like a happy face. I couldn't see. <laughs> Uh, I had to take off my glasses because my eyes are itching so bad. I fucking bet. Uh, you can find us on you can, social media, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Gay Gamers mm-hmm. with a Z. G-A-Y. And I've been active on our Twitter again. Yes, Sorry. Yes, they have. Uh, we've been a- active on our Instagram. You can email us at if it's gay, we play at gmail.com if you feel like sharing any gender stories with us. Of course, we don't yeah. like expect vulnerability, but if there's anything you want to share um, and you feel like being read on air, or if you just want to chat about it, we would love to hear your stories and your what have you. I reply personally to all emails. Yes. Kai is better about replying because they previously have not been working, and so they've had more time. But I still, it just means a lot to me to talk to people. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I you like just to usually do that. get to it first. Yeah. Um, yeah, usually if you get a response from Kai, I want to respond. Kai usually gets to it first, and sometimes yes. I, will, I will interject. Yes. Um, you should go to s- check out the other shows on the Stick Poke Productions Network, stickpokeprod.com. Uh, finally, after weeks of oh. iTunes rejection oh, hell. Oh, and it was all my fault. Specific. No, it wasn't your fault. Oh. It, it, was, it was partially my fault. both you and Wendy's fault. Oh, thank Wendy God. for putting a period in the name of the episode, which meant that when the bot tried to play the episode, it couldn't. So yeah. it seemed like an empty stream. And to be fair, I never knew the uh, requirements, the new requirements. Yeah, it was mostly iTunes. They're the same requirements that were there when we made that, because I had to resize it when we applied for well, it. If you had told like me that, ago. then I would have known. Listen, I'm trying to have a positive thing here. Listen. It's no one's <laughs> fault. <laughs> it's everyone's fault. It's no one's and everyone's fault. But it, anyway, I blame the corporations. We have a spooky new addition to the podcast Ooh. family. Oh, uh, oh no. no. <laughs> Too loud. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, well, it's just more that you cupped your hands around. Well, I don't know why I did it. Because you do that all the time. <laughs> Leave me alone. Anyway, the podcast is called No Exit. It's a comedy horror podcast. It's not a podcast about horror comedies. It's a comedy podcast about horror. Uh, Wendy... Uh, erstwhile guest on this show loves horror and I hate it and mm-hmm. she's taking me on a journey through the genre of horror media um, and we're gonna, comedy will be derived from my spooks and my scares and also learning will be derived from my watching these movies for the first time it is so fucking funny we have released one episode we've recorded three so yes. two more I um, mean, they'll be coming every week but uh, we've got uh, that if you want to learn about horror movies Check out other shows in the network, such as... Um, oh. We are... Uh, there is a show coming out. Oh, I'm yes. I'm sure that you two will be invited uh, We're very excited. very soon um, as we record more episodes. Um, it is called By the Grace of Pod. Hot. <laughs> uh, hot. Hot. Is that part of the title? That is yeah, part, of, part the of the title. title. It's in brackets, all caps, exclamation point. We wanted to make it look like those spam things yeah, yeah, that you yeah. see yeah. at the bottom of... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, no, I love it. Like, yeah, like crack.com. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a hangout podcast that's an excuse for a bunch of busy friends that don't get to see each other to make jokes that will probably prevent us from being hireable. Um by anyone who who finds that, <laughs> can I say this podcast did help me get hired? Oh, so, awesome. uh, so do cool. not uh-huh. do not yeah, say that. Okay, but did our first episode involve Stanley Tucci eating his own ass uh, throughout all of history so that he can 
basically quantum leap himself back to his present time. Not that I no, remember. No, but it should have. No. I, regret, I regret everything. Because that's, that's a massive plot point of the I first that. episode. Yeah, that's excellent. Uh, yeah. That's Anyhow, so look out for that. That's yeah, coming yeah. out next, uh, this Thursday. Got a lot of hot new podcasts on the Pod, table for you. Encyclopedia. This is Grim on Style. Shows about what makes people the way that they are. This has been a very long outro. Yeah, I do yeah. just want to say that you can hear me say oh very loudly on the most recent episode, the only episode of No Exit, uh, because I am surprised by the cat knocking something over. Uh-huh. Um, so I am featured on the podcast already. Go Thank you, Hannah no and Wendy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've been Hannah. That's been Kai. That's been Aaron, our producer. He also recorded our theme song. You can find us on social media at Gay Gamers. <laughs> you can email us at if it's gay, we play at gmail.com. You can check out other shows at stickpokeprod.com. And... Most importantly, you can keep playing gay. And keep being games. And fuck shit up. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye.